When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It is uh, 7.54 now, six minutes till 8 o'clock. Right? I'm telling you, we're just kicking ass. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, boy. Good first hour, I thought. It was wonderful. Um, I have proof that I've never done this next thing that I'm about to read. You know what my proof is? Hmm. I'm still alive. Oh, cool. So think about that. I'm still alive, so you know I've never done this. And here's the story. A Florida man's been arrested after police say he threw chicken wings at his wife during an argument. Oh. (laughs) Can you picture Catherine Meath throwing something at her? Oh, God. See, my heart is racing just thinking about it. Yeah, no, that wouldn't go over well. Why would you do that to someone you're supposed to love? You're You're throwing things in her face? Yeah, I don't think that there's a reasoning behind that at that point. No. Like, oh. A Florida man has been arrested after police say he threw chicken wings at his wife during an argument. Police say they responded to a disturbance call at a home in Wildwood on Sunday. When officers arrived, they say the victim was holding a baby and asked to be taken somewhere safe. According to the suspect's arrest report, the victim told police that the defendant and her, uh, the defendant and her had been arguing. You mean she? Not well written. Over the defendant having oh the defendant having a lover so not only is he throwing things at her he's also screwing around on her is that mm. right lucky guy Jesus what a pain in the ass she must not have a brother let me put it that way what do you think yeah it's like on Godfather when Sonny attacked the the guy that uh, beat up his sister I always exactly. love that that's what you need right there. Mm-hmm. According to suspects' arrest report, the victim told police that the defendant and her had been arguing over the uh, defendant having a lover. Um, the victim said the defendant threw the wings at her with some, uh, some hitting her on the shoulder and under her chin. Officers at the scene said they uh, saw the chicken wing sauce on the victim's chin, neck and shoulder. Oh, see, she didn't wipe it off. That was a good move. Just stood there, hands in the air. Yeah, don't take away the evidence, man. The victim said she tried to get away from the defendant by running with her baby into a bedroom. According to the arrest affidavit, there was an audio recording of this incident. When the victim didn't open the door, the defendant is heard yelling, I'm about to beat your... I can't say any of these things. Okay. (laughs) Starts out with an F, let me put it that way, and ends with an ass. So there you go. Uh, began violently banging on the door, which could be clearly heard on the audio recording. The affidavit said, during questioning... Officers said that Robert Francis Audette, uh, 39, admitted to getting mad and throwing the wings, but he did not intend to hit the victim. Oh, so you, the thing you just said, you didn't really mean that? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also said he went to the bedroom to get his cell phone before the, uh, from the victim. Audette was charged with assault and booked into uh, Sumter County Detention Center. He bonded out Monday afternoon. Yeah, I guarantee you that that woman does not have a brother or a younger father. You know what I mean? I just hope she has a good place to stay. That's, that's a hard one. That's uh, terrifying. The fact that she is scared with her baby, that's so... Yeah. terrifying. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes you read those headlines like, man throws chicken wing at wife, and you're like, oh, wow, what a funny story. I bet this probably came out of Florida. And then you start reading it, and you hear about, she grabbed her baby and ran to the room. You're like, oh, oh, oh it took a turn. I just thought it was two drunk, you know, hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not big at throwing things at people or things like that. I just, you know, hitting women, that's not my deal. You know what I mean? Now I got distracted by my own anger. <laughs> yes, I did. I did indeed. There's no question about it. Uh, some of the some of the comments. I do love the comment section. They're you getting love that comment section. I do because it, some of it's very funny. Anger management sessions now. Who cares about the victim or the husband? This is blatant disrespect toward chicken wings. <laughs> See, that's you're worried about the chicken wing, not the people. <laughs> And then a guy agrees, or I shouldn't say a guy, it's Pelican67 says exactly they are the true victims here. And Charles said, what are you talking about? He only winged her. Huh? <laughs> Chicken wing, he winged her. Get mm-hmm. it? No, I do. I like reading the comment section because they, people go way over the top and they make up these fake names. Yeah. Which, yeah, good for you. It gives you something to do sitting at the house commenting on all this stuff. Um, oh, here you go. Do you wonder where this guy's from? Only in Flora. Duh. Nailed oh, really? it. Mm. Burn. Take that. I get some bad news for you. I was watching the news this morning mm-hmm. before the show started. I saw that Florida, just from New York City alone, this is just from the city of New York, 10,800 of their residents have moved to Florida. Oh. Jesus, that's a lot of people, man. Yeah, that is. But to tell you the truth, what, I mean, it's just not safe. Are we going to have to just... What was that movie where all the cities got so dangerous that nobody could go in there and they were all fenced off and they... What the hell was the name? I think Kurt Russell starred in it. Uh, Escape from New York? Is that, was it Escape? Is that what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I think you might be right. Yeah. I think it was called that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... People in there... Like I said, I loved living in New York. It was wonderful. I like going to Florida. It's wonderful as well. I, I just... I still wonder why people love to take whatever's happening and make it even worse because they're so upset. Do you enjoy anything? Is there anything you like? Right? I mean, yeah. It's, I feel like there's more and more moments where you go, okay, is this Gotham City? Like, how Yeah. Bleak? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody had brought up the uh, <clears throat> French-Indian War the other day, and I was like, have you been on Portland and Lake Street? That is exactly, <laughs> it looks exactly like it, man. Like, it is chaos down there sometimes. Another thing makes me sad as hell. I love Lake Street, have since I was a little kid, even though I lived in North Minneapolis to go down there. Well, at 16 years old, I was, I was trying to date a young 16-year-old girl from down there. It didn't work out too well. Shock of the century, but... I loved them because I used to have to take the uh, the Chicago bus down to Lake Street and then transfer over to get to, to Brown Institute. I took the bus every day to Brown Institute, so spent a lot of time on Lake Street. My mother, you remember the old Sears building on Chicago and, and Lake Street? Uh-huh. You remember that? Yeah. The bu- I mean, the building's still there. It's just not Sears anymore, but yeah. that's where my mother worked for a long time. Oh, really? 
So I would spend a lot of time up and down. I mean, all the way from the lakes all the way to the river. I just loved Lake Street. And now I, w- I went down there last summer. Mm-hmm. Everything's boarded up in certain areas. Yeah, absolutely. Sad. Yeah, that uh, there was a, a type of uh, I was looking for a type of whiskey, and the only place I could oh. get it was that Big Top Liquor on Lake Street. Sure. And sure. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, I'll just order it to the house and have it be shipped here three <laughs> days from now because it's just not worth it, man. It's really. It's, it is, yeah. Some of those spots right now are just. Ugh, they're they're really it's and it's hard to watch because I was driving down Lake Street with a friend of mine and we were driving past this burger place right next to that old Kmart on Lake Street that who knows what that's ever going to happen with that thing, and yeah. she goes, "You ever eaten there?" No, I haven't. She's like, "Why? It's delicious." I'm like, "Have you seen this area? There's no way. Like, it's nothing but graffiti and, and barbed wire right. fences right now. Like, yeah, maybe in six months when they clean this place up, but right now, no way." So. Have you ever eaten? Where was it that you've never eaten? It was like some burger place I had never heard of. Because oh, we drove okay. past and she said, have you eaten there? And I was like, not in this area, no. Made me so damn sad. Uh, yeah, it, it, the great memories I have of Lake Street, going up and down Lake Street, having fun, and going to Brown Institute and meeting new people. It just, I, I got to be, maybe I'm just really stupid. That's what it is. Because I like almost every place I've ever been. There have been a couple of places I don't care for, but I generally like stuff, man. I, I just... I wouldn't go there if I didn't like it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Great. Maybe the old Calhoun Beach Hotel. You know, that's where All-Star, uh, uh, All-Star Wrestling first was shot. Did you guys know that? Uh-uh. Remember Vern Gagne's All-Star Wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. That originally was shot. I don't know if it was original, but it was toward the beginning. That was shot at the Calhoun Beach Hotel. No way. Really? Wow. I, I love that. That's crazy. Absolutely love that whole deal. I still to this day go for walks around, you know, the, the various lakes. I love those walks around those lakes, man. You get to anywhere from 2.2 on Lake of the Isles to I think the longest walk is around Harriet, and it's about 3.3 miles. Does that sound right? Yeah, that does sound right because, yes, yes. Um, and then if you do them all, is it 10? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do. I just to this day, I still walk around the lakes because you see some goofy stuff there, but not. You know, not like Rudy's talking about on Lake Street. That that does break my heart that yeah. the, the Lake Street's turned into that. Yeah, you see crime on Lake Street, but if you go around Lake Nokomis, you'll see a guy on rollerblades with a pink tutu yep. and a French bulldog, and you're like, this is my jam. This, yeah. is, this is what it's I want nice, out of Uptown. Yeah, nice space. <laughs> yeah. No, it is very, very nice. No question about it. John Hines used to live in that area over there in Nokomis. He used to go over to his house once in a while and just... Same same deal. Nothing but great memories. So I, I just... Is that... That's very important to me. Is it important to you that the great memories is what I hold on to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Some of these people, everything's horrible and everything's terrible. Would you calm down? Relax. Everything's good. I can't wait to take, when Gogo's old enough, we do the trolley over at Lake Harriet. Um, it's so fun. And you can do the Halloween one, so you get on it at Lake Harriet, and then it brings you... Um, to uh, the pumpkin patch, and then mm-hmm. you go, pick out a pumpkin, and you go back. It's so fun. Yep. No, absolutely. Hey, that 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 times are coming. I would. So it was what eighty eight yesterday, or what was it yesterday? Eighty seven. That's going to be eighty eight today. Is that correct? Yeah, it's yeah. Be I think nice. so. Almost ninety today. Yeah. But the, yeah. yeah. Talk yep. about great magnet because I parked right next to that that trolley. I guess the the station. I don't know what you want to call it. It's not really a station, but we were chatting about that yesterday, and I said, "When does that thing kick off?" Apparently, they get that thing going. It's it's the couple of days before Mother's Day. Oh, okay. Is when they get it going. Very good. So that's the third week in May, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. 
We like it. I, tell, the, I look back. You know you used to be able to take a, a streetcar from Lake Street all the way out to, uh, on the big island in Lake, uh, Lake Minnetonka? That's crazy. Yeah. That must have been so phenomenal. You just hop on a streetcar, ride it right out to the big island, or you can get off on the shore, obviously. God, that must have been something. But we can't have that anymore because no fun of any kind because too many psychopaths are wandering the streets. That's too bad. Yeah, I did see the other day I was driving on, I think it was 169 or Highway 100. They are, they're really getting a lot of work done on this southwest light rail. I don't know if you guys have seen anything about it, but they're going to have a right. light rail, I think, running from Eden Prairie to downtown. Well, yes. it's yep. like, so it's, yeah, well, I've seen it built and they built it pretty quick. Mm hmm. And then there was a huge holdup now oh. for a while, and I can't remember what. There was something like they have to wait a year now or something really? weird. It's, it's something crazy is going on. I don't have the actual, but we've been watching them build it, and it took, like, they killed it. They were doing it so quick, and then all of a sudden things just stopped, and I don't know when that's going to happen again. Yeah. Huh. What are you going to do? Got to yeah. just change to a different news. Do you have something to say? Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, man. I was just going to say, like, you can tell, like, that's how you know that we are definitely, we're still, like, don't get me wrong, we're a big city here in the Twin Cities, but we're not that big. Like, when they built the train in Chicago, they built it above the roads. Yeah. So that yep. it didn't stop traffic. Minneapolis, we're like, no, we're going to build the light rail, but we're just going to make it block traffic. Because it doesn't take up that much time to get anywhere in this city. Like, even a long drive in this city is 25 minutes. So, But Chicago, could you imagine if the train was on the street level? Oh, my God, that'd be insane. It, it, you'd never get anywhere. In, in January 2022, the Metropolitan Council announced that the completion of the line would be delayed from 2023 to 2027. Whoa. <laughs> I know. And I yeah, remember that. going well. Yeah, I remember when that came out, and we were, like, so confused. I don't know the exact details. I know somebody, it, it was like some reason they had to delay it. So they have this beautiful, I mean, it's all set up in Eden Prairie and they built mm -hmm. it this beautiful um, station and you can see that, you know, the tracks are all set to go. But um, we were told, yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, I guess the funding was a problem, so they had to dump much more money into it. Mm -hmm. That whole area that goes over Hopkins, it's all elevated, from what mm -hmm. I can tell, anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't been there, obviously, in a while, but, uh, yeah, I the problem we have with light rail in Minnesota is that thugs love to ride on light rail, and no, nobody does anything about it. Yeah. And we got to do something about that, because I'd love to ride the light rail. I, ride, I used to ride the light rail all the time, or with subways in New York and all the rest of it. Never had a problem with it. Chicago, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. the elevated, the L, as it's called in Chicago. I love that stuff. But in many, I wouldn't even think of getting on a train in Minneapolis because it's not safe. Yeah. You know, from, from Mall of America to downtown Minneapolis, things are, they're not great, but they're not bad. But from mm -hmm. downtown Minneapolis to lower town St. Paul, forget it. I'd rather spend yeah, $60 yeah. on an Uber instead of riding that light rail because it is pretty sketchy. Yeah, it is. There's no no question about that. Well, hopefully we'll. And I just, again, I don't understand what the great thrill is. I'm going to hassle you on a train. Where's the thrill in that? Yeah. I just don't get it. Are you that stupid and lame? That's where you get your joy. Uh, I just uh, something just popped up on my screen here a couple of seconds ago. Um, Anheuser Busch loses more than five billion dollars in value over Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light controversy. Below that, it says Joe Rogan drinks Bud Light over goofy Dylan Mulvaney backlash. I have a question. So this is a trans. Is it a man to woman? Yes. 
So Dylan Mulvaney is a man to woman trans Mm -hmm. who endorses Bud Light. Bud Light. Why does anyone care? I don't care if you're trans or what you are. Yeah. Do you notice how we all got silent? Because nobody has an answer. Why does anybody care? Who cares? Why would it matter? Yeah. I don't know. I don't drink, so it's really not going to affect me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So tip of the cap, even though Joe and I have never had a good conversation, uh, tip of the cap to Joe Rogan for drinking a Bud Light over the good. It, you've got to let this stuff go. Oh, it's anybody but you. It's like, shut up, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I don't know anything about Dylan Mulvaney. I don't know anything about Bud Light. You want to drink Bud Light? You hired this person uh, to be uh, to be your endorser. Good. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, Do you? It, it feels so. But then again, it does feel so weird for a product to hire somebody to endorse them. Who's? It's not like I've been out to like a couple. Every now and again, I'll hang out with like my LGBTQ friends. We'll go to a gay bar. I've never seen anybody drink a Bud Light. No, it's like that. That sect of town does not. In they're not Bud Light drinkers. So why would? They, because because it does feel like anytime there's some sort of like mass tragedy, they're like Peloton here. We feel mm-hmm. that we feel that gun violence is never the right answer. It's like, well, thank you, Peloton. Thank you for putting your two cents in. I appreciate that. Uh, didn't need it, but Bud Light feels like they are just sort of pandering to a group of people that don't want to be pandered to by Bud Light. They, how do you know that, that they don't want to be pandered to? There's money in it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right, but you kind of are going against the typical person that drinks Bud Light. You know, like, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that every single uh, Bud Light drinker is a transphobe. I'm just saying that they probably, it, they lean a little more to the right side of things, you know? Yeah, it's an you untapped think, market. Really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bud Light does? Bud Light. Yeah, anybody who's in that sort of like, you know, you can get a case for $15 type of type. But that seems like a type of guy that would. It's a lot of four wheelers. It's a lot of outdoors. It's a lot of really? country music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had no idea. Like I said, I. It's, I well, how's it long it's been now, Brittany? It's been like twelve years since I wheeled. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how long I've not drank. So, because you were right after me. Yeah. Um, That's typical. Yeah. Right, whatever you do, I just follow. Um, you know? I've been telling everybody that, that I am a yes, trendsetter. Yes. Okay, I quit drinking in 2010. I had to look it up. So, yeah, we're almost on 13 years. 13 wow. years, my God. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's a situation right there where where I don't care. You want to drink Bud Light? You want to hire whomever you hire? Uh, it says here they've lost $5 billion. Uh, is that going to rally the troops? I don't know. But I, I just everybody getting upset about who, why would I care that some trans, some trans, no, it's man to woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. But his name is still Dylan. Dylan, yeah. But mm-hmm. Dylan can be a woman's name too, can it? Sure. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah I, I, good. Good for you. I, you want to drink Bud Light? I, I, you know, good. I have no understanding why people get so upset about this. Absolutely. Stuff. I don't get it. I, I kind of want to go back to a day when we just argued if beer was, if it tasted great or if it was less filling. That's what I, that's what I want to get great, back to. Less yes. filling. <laughs> that's what I want to be. I have like a real confession I want to say to you guys. Ever Uh-oh. since we've been talking about that stars on Mars, all's in my head is over and over is stars on Mars. You know that song? Is nope. that a girls on film? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I just keep hearing it. And I don't know if that's, is that not a, like a promotion that they were pushing? Stars on Mars, like over and over and over again. You might be right. Hmm. 
Yeah, Girls on Film was the first song by Duran Duran. Girls on Film. I just hear stars on Mars, like, continuously. Well, all right. I'll work on that. Indeed. <laughs> but I'm with you, Tom. I don't care. You know what? I The idea that, like, first off, I wouldn't know about this if people weren't upset about it or it wasn't coming yeah, up, yeah. The, the, right. the transgender advertising Bud Light. I also, the idea that that would dictate what I'm going to buy, I can't. I can't care enough. I am very... You are very lucky if this is something that you can put a lot of time and energy into because then you, you don't have to worry about a lot of other things going on in your life. So it must be nice. But you're lucky. You have to admit that you're lucky because I stopped drinking 12, 13 years ago. Uh-huh. And I still have a wine cellar in my house that I don't use, so everybody else uses it. Oh, yeah. They're very lucky. I, what I, do you mean there? Listen. Well, I don't get to. You did? I thought you, you'd come over once in a while and had a glass of wine, haven't you? No, I oh, never. Oh, you got to do that. No, I don't oh. drink. Well, that's right. You don't drink anymore. I forgot. that. You're right. But, I mean, and I mentioned this on the show yesterday, I definitely do want to get this, set up a set up a Tom Bernard show uh, meeting in my neighborhood because we get together with our neighbors every Friday night. And we hang out. Sometimes we grill. We I always bring some great wine and stuff. Uh, and I do want you guys to do that. I'd like my neighbors to meet you and you to meet my neighbors. Because as I said, when I go, hey, you know, Mike and Susan came up. We go, oh, yeah, I know Mike and Susan. I I love this. Getting to know other people's families and friends, I think, is very important in our business. And nobody ever does it, which I don't really understand. Wouldn't you like to find out as much you can about people you work with? Three quarters of this business is just networking. You think it is really? Oh, absolutely. I feel like, I mean, just think of like the relationships that you've built. Obviously, you know, I don't think I've ever seen anybody be as good or gracious with clients as you are, Tom. You you really go the extra mile to make sure that people who are a part of this show are uh, well taken care of and feel good and that they are, are, that you're not just like, it's not a client. Uh, relationship. You are building friendships, and that is what. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I can't tell you like how many how many stand up gigs have come just because you just you met somebody at a club one night or word of mouth, and somebody asked you to do a thing, and you did it for free just because you wanted to help them. I feel like most of life. In fact, Danny Trejo, the longtime actor, has sure. said he said that for the first ten years of his uh, acting career, he was all about him. And he, I got to get the biggest role I possibly can. And then one day he just started helping people. And when he started helping people, that is when his career really took off. That's excellent. So how it should be. Yeah. And no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's um, just live your life. Calm down. Oh, you drink that? Well, they drink that too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. whatever. Good. Yeah. Good for them. We had a message from um, Chad on our line that said, Bud Light is just Clydesdale's piss anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Say, yeah, you just made my day. Yeah, right? that's, why, that's why I like it, Chad. Jeez. He loves that. That is his thing. Thanks, Chad. Funny. It all works out. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had... I was a beer drinker when I was younger. Um, used to love... Some, well, I told that story about the Anchor Steams over at uh, the bar downtown. Ever mm-hmm. tell you guys that story? <laughs> We're sitting around with three of my friends. We're at the bar. Runyon's downtown. You, know, you guys know where Runyon's is downtown, right? Yeah. We're at Runyon's when it first opened. So what is that, like 25 years ago or something like that? Mm, I'm not sure. Long time, long time ago. There are four of us. We're sitting there, and we're having a great time. 
Um, the three of them are very smoked. They're hammered. And I said, well, hey, could you bring me the check? Because we got to get going. And he goes, do you want me to call you a taxi? I said, no, nah, I'm just going to drive home. I'm fine. He goes, what? I said, I'm fine. I'm talking to you right now. He goes, yeah, you seem fine, but i got to show you something. We had been there for many, many hours, uh-huh. and I had consumed 47 beers. Whoa. Mm. Now, when I drink beer... I usually drink them three at a time because the bottles are too small. Sure. 12 ounces is not enough. I'm sorry. you got to get to the 36 very quickly. Like, how do you not pee your pants? 46 like we beer. have bathrooms where I live. I know, but like that's so many <laughs> liquids. It's so a lot of many beer. liquids. So I took his lead and called somebody to come pick us up. Because even though I was not drunk, I didn't feel drunk at all. I could think, you just don't want to get behind the wheel with that much alcohol in your system. I would need a diaper as well. Like, I just don't know how you drink. If I drink a thing of water before I go to bed, I like sure. 2 a.m., I'm like, oh, I got to go to bed. Like, I don't know how you drink 40. That's insane. 47. 47. Yeah. It wasn't for many hours, but don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I did it in two hours or anything like that. But it's just, uh, why, why do you think that is? That some people, like if I drink wine... I can get hammered as hell on wine, and I cannot drink whiskey because I get crazy yeah. on whiskey. Oh, yeah. I do. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But beer, I could drink beer forever, and I get a nice buzz, but I don't get hammered. I don't know why. Low content, I guess, because yeah. wine's about 17%, some, usually 15, 16, 17. Whiskey's, uh, what, like 80% or, mm-hmm. or it's going to be 40% because it's 80 proof. 80 proof, yeah. 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 yeah, there you go. So maybe that's what it is, is the concentration of the alcohol, and there's no great concentration of alcohol in beer, and maybe that's why I can drink so much of it, I guess. Yeah. A, a bell curve to your buzz is kind of what you want. Uh, yep. you, you, don't want yep. you don't want that straight spike. That's why, like, I, you know, smoking weed, not my thing. It's too it's too instant. It's like oh, I yeah. wasn't ready for that yet. I like to be able yeah. to put my foot on the gas pedal and take it off when I feel like it. Like, I've had, I've had one too many beers, time to wait two hours, and then we can get back on it again. All right, I see you. I see. Now I feel like I know you a little bit better. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. <laughs> we do have to go to break here because uh, we got Chris Egger coming up. But I got to tell you, I don't know what the story is all about. But there's a man walking down the street, looks to be about probably 45 years old, something like that. He looks up on the ledge of a building, and it looks like it's a jail because all the windows are have jail bars on them, oh. right? This kid apparently fell out a second-story window onto the top of the the entrance to the building roof. You know how sometimes there's a concrete. Yeah. Area in the room. This man walking up there saw the kid, was concerned about him, climbed up a drain pipe three stories, walked along the ledge, grabbed the kid, climbed climbed up two more stories, and handed him to the guy in the window. Dang. We need more people like that man right there. He went I mean there's no he could have easily snapped off one of those drain pipes and fallen backwards thirty feet onto the sidewalk. Easily. But he did what he thought was right, man. Tip of the cap to you, sir. There's tip no of the cap to you. But not tip of the cap to Chris Eggert, who's up next. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy, too. 
Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product. I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hurry and shop the final days of Spring Fest at Lowe's. Right now, get an additional $300 off when you spend $1,996 or more on select major kitchen appliances. And keep your lawn looking fresh with savings on the Ego 15-inch string trimmer. It was $219. Now it's $199. Shop Spring Fest today. Because Lowe's knows spring. Lowe's knows home improvement. Bow to 426. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Exclusions apply. See Lowe's.com for details. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. Actually, you don't even have to touch them. With Skechers slip-ins, they just step in and go. Plus, they're so easy, they could be the first shoes your kids can put on by themselves. And Skechers slip-ins are great for older kids too they're quick easy and fun the secret is a unique comfort pillow in the heel that helps your child's foot slide securely into place and cradle it in comfort plus they're available in all types of sketcher styles with and without laces and most are machine washable so you can keep them looking newer longer get sketcher slip-ins the where have you been all my life shoes for your kids or for mom and dad today find sketcher slip-ins at a sketcher store sketchers.com or wherever stylish shoes are sold this is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. It is 824 right now, 24 minutes after 25 minutes after 8 o'clock. As a matter of fact, just popped over. Uh, Chris Eggert, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Chris, I have a big question for you as yes, a sir. newsman on the show. Let's go. 
Um, I'll tell you who I'm talking about in a minute. But if you were world famous and a billionaire because of the family you married into, why wouldn't you just shut up and enjoy your life? Um, I'm going to suspect you're talking about the royal family. Just maybe. <laughs> what? Uh, shut up and enjoy your life. You're a billionaire. You're world famous. Apparently, you love your husband and he loves you. You got a couple of kids. What is wrong with that woman? It's a, uh, that's a tough, that I've, I've asked myself that question too. And yeah, I, I, I watched the, the interview with the Oprah and the whole, you know, I just, I, I obviously like feelings were hurt and people felt slighted and that like, no matter what family stuff's weird, right? Like there's always, there's always some of that that goes on, but then to take it to the level of seemingly, you know, angry about it and so slighted that like you yes. turned it into this whole thing. Also, when you already have like a really good privileged life, I, who I think people have a hard time being sympathetic. Yes. No, I think you're absolutely right about that. Look, I, like I said, they're billionaires. She's world famous. She was a, a successful actor in America. So, I'm, you know, part of that's on, uh, you know, due to her abilities and all the rest of it. I just, I don't understand why you cannot, well, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. You know, my father-in-law just died a couple of months ago, a few months yeah. ago now, right? Yeah. Don Brandt was his name. And the, the not the last time, but the last week that he was alive, he and I were just sitting in, in his apartment uh, at the retirement home and all that. And I'm talking to him, all the rest of it. And he goes, Tom, I have to be honest with you about something. You know, our family really, really has come to like you quite a bit. You're, you know, you're really good to our, my daughter, and we just want you to know. But I have to be honest with you. We were not wild about you for the first few years. <laughs> <laughs> See? Well, but, and I knew that, by the way. I knew they weren't wild about me for the first few years. And I, you know, and I could understand that because I've met me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, at least he was, I mean, good on him for being honest about it, but whose, yeah. family dyna- whose family dynamic isn't weird like that? There's always some, there's always some kind of crap that goes on any family. And that's whether you've married into it or whether it's, it's your immediate family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. So like I said, it, it just, he was very brutal. You know, I wouldn't say that's brutally honest, but he was very honest. And it basically led to, but the last, you know, few decades, we've really come to love you and you're a great guy. And we, you know, so his opener was, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't like you at first, which I thought was great. Right. You listen, I expect that kind of honesty from people of a certain generation and that yeah, I'm yep. good for him for, you know, the one thing on the, the whole, uh, Megan and Harry thing that I, that I cannot speak to. And I know this was part of an undercurrent to an implication that her race has played a role into the way she was treated by the palace. Um, if that's true, I, I, I don't, she's got to have some hard feelings. If that, if that was indeed the case, I don't know that that's ever been completely, you know, verified. Um, if that's something, I, I don't know how it would feel to be, to be shut out in that way. And, and so I, I'll give, I'll give her that. I'll give them that. 
But I don't understand something. It's like, I highly doubt that the queen came up and said, you know, Megan, I don't really care for you. She didn't have time to do that. I, I, I have a hard time she was treated, believing she was treated poorly. I really do. I mean, yeah, no, it's, no it's, less than the rest of us. And I couldn't, I didn't watch, the, I did watch that uh, interview that the great Oprah did there whenever that was a couple months ago, but um, I didn't watch the, the Netflix special because I was like, no. and that was like several different episodes, right? I'm like, what, what possibly, what more can we hear out of this that's going to really like seal the deal and like make everyone sympathetic to them? I just, I, I don't know. I don't either. I just, why can't we all just get along, right? You're, I, I saw somebody on uh, Twitter the other day, which I, I, I love, hate Twitter. I don't know how you guys are with it, but um, somebody tweeted a picture of um, King Charles's carriage that he's going to be riding in in the coronation and the fact that it's got air conditioning and <laughs> all this kind of crap. And, and the, guy's, the guy's tweet was, for at least he goes i'm a i'm a professional i'm a brit i have worked in the same career for 15 plus years he says at least 7 months out of every 12 i am honestly worried about where my next paycheck will come from Ooh. i and he said he said it's really good to hear that uh, king charles will have air conditioning in his carriage Again, I mean, why do you care he's the king of England th this week? Why do you care if he's got air conditioning? Well, I think the guy's point is I'm struggling, and the struggle is real for us, us commoners, every single day. I don't, like, good, great, I'm so happy you have air conditioning in your carriage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I know. Let's just move on from the Brits. Why are we even talking about them? They're not You're even... right. It was my mistake. No, I'm not mad at you about it because I think a lot of people feel the same way. <laughs> no, it's just everybody shut up and enjoy your billionaire life, you morons. It's right. I, listen, if I'd have married into, I mean, I married into one of the best families ever, trust me, but um, money was not a component of that, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I understand that. The only problem I do have with the Brandt family, and I should have paid attention before I got involved, which uh, she has, Catherine has three brothers who are 6'2", 6'3", and 6'5". Oh. Now, had I known that in advance, maybe I wouldn't have made the move. <laughs> was was there ever a flex? Did the, the brothers ever flex on one, you? And... That one time. Yeah? Didn't work, but it's okay. Was no, it I early along in the him. relationship, I'm assuming? It was. It was the first time I ever met him, as a matter of fact. Uh, but, yeah, we, we I get along with all of them great. You know, Terry, her brother, her Brother's closest in age to her. She just adores the man. He's a great guy. Daryl, I just went over to Daryl's house. No, it, it, the whole thing worked out really, really well. Jeff, I don't see very often because he lives in Arizona. Or no, what, Colorado. He lives in Colorado. But, um, yeah, it's it just these things. First of all, you can't take those things personally. You have to let some of that go, don't you think? Yep, yep, you do. I, um, fine. My, um, what? Uh, a former significant other previous to um, my wife, Kate, uh, her brother pulled a butterfly knife on me at the bar. What? Oh. <laughs> we got there. I love that. Oh, my yeah. God, Chris. 
Yeah, we were at this place called the Hawk's Nest Lounge <laughs> in course. beautiful Omaha, Nebraska. As one does. And, uh, mm-hmm. We went over there and we're having some cocktails. And at one point, he just reached into his knife or reached into his pocket, grabbed his butterfly knife, did some freaking, you know, loosely <laughs> crap. And had me on the ground holding the knife right next to me just to show me that he could do it. Oh my and God. I was like, I mean, I didn't take it personally, but I was like, okay, that that seems a bit much. You're like, dude, sorry, I will never put an olive in my Miller Lite ever again. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Exactly. Wow. I, had done, that, I had done nothing at all to offend him or the family. I'd been nothing but good to his sister. And so that was that was kind of a weird thing that happened now that I, I dig back through the old fuzzy memory banks. Wow. I don't get when brothers and sisters have this sort of relationship. It is so weird. My Listen, my sister could have been dating a cartel member. I wouldn't have cared one bit. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered to me. I'd have been like, great. Well, you go live your life. You're my sister. Why do I care? I mean, luckily right. she married one of my best friends and he's a great guy and they have a wonderful family together. But why would I care who my sister dates? Like, what a weird thing to get angry about. I don't know. Every time I hear stuff like that, I'm like, y- your relationship with your family is so wildly different than than mine because yeah. yeah, I don't That's get it. It's super weird. I feel like, yeah, it gets really like almost Oedipus-esque when you start caring about if as long as nobody is like abusive, yeah. When I start going, is she good enough for my brother? Like I could never, I could never pretend. First off, Jordan, I love him, but he's an idiot. So like anybody, take him. <laughs> take him off our hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gentle yeah. delivery right there, yeah. don't you think? Thank you. Yeah, very gentle. <laughs> it all works out in the end. Some people just love to stir the pot. You get whatever. Go wait over there. I'll sit over here and you sit over there. Mm-hmm. What the hell? So what else is going on, Chris? A um, couple things in the news that I'm watching today that I, one I'll just state, and then the second one I, I would like your feedback on it because I've got a lot of questions about it. So the first one is, St. Paul police are in the process of trying to get drones and get the approval to be able to use drones in the department. Right. They say it's going to save them a lot of money. I'm thinking like the case of a missing kid or um, even a suspect who's running through a neighborhood rather than sending cars all through the neighborhood. They think that having the ability to have a drone and to have a, some drone pilots and that that would be something that they could benefit from and they're opening up the public comment to that starting to do that now so that that always becomes one of these stories that people worried about their civil liberties and they're worried about the drones just going around spying on people and and yada 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 but um that's one thing that's happening today that we were talking about this morning yes sir indeed and i think the I think people get into this so like thought of like, you know, uh, in the in the futuristic movies where the drones are flying around like policing the streets and yeah. shooting people in the street if they've done something wrong. And I I don't think we're there. No. So yeah. I yeah I guess I get the initial concern, but until we get to that point, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, don't forget you have a surveillance, you know, a piece of surveillance equipment in your pocket. Everywhere you yeah, go, right. it's it's, right. it's monitoring everything you do. Everyone so. seems to forget about that. Yeah, so don't. Why are we upset about drones? Right. Um, another one that the thing that I think uh, you guys might have some thoughts about 
is um, year to date, Minneapolis police are saying that auto thefts have more than doubled now. And this is something that's continuing to become a bigger, bigger problem. Um, you've got the, let's see, what was it? Uh, Minneapolis police records show there have been 2,725 auto thefts so far this year compared to 1,300 last year at this time. So think about that number. That's insane. I mean, and the, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we're four and a half months in. Do they, are they giving any sort of reasons as to why it is? Because I know it's like, it's, it's a, like a, a Kia and then, yes. yeah, there's, there's other things like Kia and, and Nissan or something that are the two big ones that people are stealing. Kias and Hyundais. Yeah. And there have been all kinds of an effort to try to get the uh, auto manufacturers to change their systems that they use so they're not so easy to steal. We did an interview with the police chief yesterday about this, and there was never one thing said about taking responsibility as a department for trying to get more officers out on the streets and trying to stop this from happening. It was a lot of blame placed on other areas of the judicial system, and people need to do a better job at, at keeping our juveniles from getting in trouble and to discipline them. But it just seemed kind of weird to me that, I mean, at some point, and I know what the police department in Minneapolis has had a heck of a lot of crap to deal with the last several years. But at some point, I feel like they should be taking some responsibility for, and if they don't have the ability to get out and police this, then tell people that, right? Well, that's what they should do. But that's on the city. That's not on the police department. That's on the city budget. For sure. No, I get that. But that's not what you heard from the police chief. Right. No, you're absolutely right. That's we, we hardly ever hear the truth anymore, don't you think? Well, I mean, he, the chief's saying something. He uh, he says fixing what he calls a broken system yep. is the best way to reverse this troubling trend among kids. Well, that is very true. I don't think I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But you still can't from the outside looking in see Car thefts have doubled in the last, you know, in the last reporting period. And the police chief just seems to be kind of like going, well, I, I, I don't know what you want us to do. Um, and we can all rewind back to that and George Floyd. And well, no wonder the police department. I mean, it's just been a mess. It's just more of a mess in, in Minneapolis. That's all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it feels like a lot of it goes back to what Tom said last week about about not there's no uh, accountability. I mean, Tom was talking about this last week. How, how nobody gets in trouble anymore. Well, and to say that the I mean, well, it's auto manufacturers. Like it feels like nobody wants to sit. To your point, yes. Like nobody wants to have some kind of responsibility in in the entire mess and just go. Yep. That's a problem, and at least we can try to do this, this, this to stop it. It's always a sort of passing the blame off to another organization. Well, if the automakers would make better cars, they wouldn't get stolen. Well, okay, I mean, that, that's true, but what if we stopped the kids from stealing them in the first place? Yeah, I've never stolen a car. You ever stolen a car? I, I did have a car stolen. Yeah, right, right. But no, never. Why I never even thought of stealing. I, I grew up in the north side of Minneapolis. There were a lot of car thefts in north of Minneapolis back then. I probably still are. Never for one second did I ever think I should steal someone's car. Never. 
Well, I think this thing with the these Kias and Hyundai's is that like it's so easy to do that it's almost become like a let's just go do it for the sake of doing it, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, that <laughs> makes no sense to me. Leave other people's stuff alone, for God's sake. I stole a, a pack of gum or something once when I was like in <laughs> kindergarten, and I got my ass handed to me. I got my ass handed to me from the the people who owned the drugstore where it happened, and then my mom just freaking punished me in the store right then and there, like in the aisle. I never once ever thought about stealing anything again the rest of my life. I no. was like, oh, that's, yep, all right, we're clear on where that stands. All right, I'm going to toast your mother all day long for making you straighten out. Well, I was headed down a da- dangerous path. It starts with gum and it ends with the stealing of Hyundai's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Right? Two you, know people. I, you know what I'm talking about. Jesus. The tail is old as yeah. the, the gum, really? the gum to Hyundai pipeline. Mm-hmm. You've been hearing it for years it's now. In, it's a, it's a real thing. Don't don't even think twice about it. It is all true. Any other big uh, big stories coming up? We should know about on the number five. Uh, well, I, I well, <laughs> what's coming up today at nine o'clock on my other uh, show that I do here? I am zooming, which is going to be a horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, Rudy. I, I saw that face. Uh, uh, I like most white men, particularly ones that are tall and don't have a leg. Like, there's a lot of components <laughs> of me. I love that. that I don't want to dance. And for whatever reason, we're doing a Zumba segment today on Minnesota Live. It, and I'm I'm mortified, quite frankly. It's all in the hips, okay? If you over-exaggerate the hips... You're going to look like you know what you're doing. So when in doubt, just sway those bad boys. You got this. Uh, uh, Rudy, I feel like you would have done some dancing back in the day. Oh, I'm a dancing machine. Yeah? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, uh, don't get me wrong. I would Zumba it up with you. I just didn't realize that. Because when you said you were going to Zumba, my first thought was, uh, yeah, you're right. Tall white guy with one leg. How is this all going to work out? But now that now that you mention it, I kind of want to see the video. I kind of want to see the video. Yeah. Can we post that? Tom, are you a dancer? No, I do not. Well, I was in a band from the time I was 11 to 19, so I was playing in the band. I wasn't dancing. So I never but learned you, how to do it. But you were comfortable, like, standing on a stage, moving and grooving a little bit? Yeah, that was fine. And and by the way, Catherine's very good at leading. She makes it look like I know what I'm doing, so that's nice. Uh, well, anyway, I just I, I only mention that because it's going to be ridiculous, and um, I'm not looking forward to it. But that's that that's one thing that, that is coming up later today. And I, I also did want to mention that we had in the news this morning, uh, Mr. Herbeck. There is a uh, effort underway in Bloomington right now to get a street named after him. Mm. Yep. Why isn't there a street named after him? Think about that. They named a couple of ballparks after him, yes. and I'm going to talk to him about that. I'm going to matter of fact, I'll bring that story up today because Dan Seaman, the uh, what is he, the, the, the president of look, Looking Out the Window? What's his title? Uh, he's the grandmaster of all things Hubbard Radio and digital platforms. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, 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 the godfather of all things. Yes. But, yeah, Let's he just, sent me that yes. article. I couldn't agree more that they should name a street after after Kent Herbeck. Uh, I think it – especially – I love Bloomington. I mean, I, I, seriously, I know I say this all the time, but I love go, going to Bloomington, too. Uh, back in the old days when Eddie Webster's, you guys went to Eddie Webster's and threw peanuts on the floor, you lying bastards. Don't try to get out of it. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. What? No. You haven't lived your life. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> Clearly. No, but Herbeck is one of my favorite people in the world. He's always been a great guy to me. We're very, very good friends. I cannot wait to see. Uh, although I get to name, uh, that's one thing I will demand, and maybe we should get the mayor of, of Bloomington on to talk about this, probably. And maybe even tomorrow. Well, uh, Kent probably wouldn't want to talk to him on the air. That He might be a little uh, too touchy for that. But I want to be the one to name the cross street. So if there's Kent Herbeck Road or Kent Herbeck Avenue or whatever it is, I want to come up with a name for the cross street that would really embarrass him. What do you think? That seems like a good idea. What What are your... Is something coming to mind right away? Yeah, but I can't say it on the air. <laughs> Ron, Ron Gant Avenue? Yeah, Ron oh, Gant Avenue. You, you just push people off the street. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. Ron Gant. It's either you or Ron Gant, Kent, who gets the street named after him. I don't know which. Dude, that's funny. Nah, Herbeck uh, deserves it. Love the guy. We interviewed him yesterday about it, and he goes, it's such a Herbeck answer. He's like, well, if it goes, it goes. Great. (laughs) That is. And then he says, just don't speed on my street. And then he looks right in the camera, like trying to be intimidating. And it was was funny. (laughs) That's funny. funny. Well, he's big enough to be intimidating. There's no doubt about that. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a big fella. All right, young man. Another brilliant report, I thought. Uh, Well, uh, listen, we'll get us a little uh, podcast Zumba lesson together. And uh, we can all Zumba together. Wouldn't that be fun? No, I have to ask you. I don't even know what Zumba is. What is that? I, I don't know. It's like a dance workout. Yeah, it's like a conga oh, line, and yeah. they just have like dances. The, the Chris, if you can, if the the goal is do not affect other people with your bad dancing. That's when things <laughs> nice. go really awry. Nice. Because like I've been to many Zumba classes, and the only time things really go bad is when you like mess up Gladys to your left are like marked to your right. As long as you don't mess up their flow, you're good. So, uh, Brittany, when you participate in Zumba, is there yes. a certain attire that you've got to wear? Um, I usually go with like, you know, like I don't go black on black. I definitely go like bright leggings, maybe something with a little bit of like a flair for dramatics. Um, do you have like a tennis skirt that you have like leggings underneath you could rock? Oddly enough, I do have a tennis skirt, and I was planning on wearing that today. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, if you got a Richard Simmons outfit somewhere around, that <laughs> that's would be. What yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to do. I was like, oh my god, if I could find some Richard <laughs> Simmons shorts. You but then you you got to be careful there with just how much bouncing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Razzle dazzle. Right, well, with that, with that thought, I'll let you guys go. All right, Pally. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. We'll take a break here right, right back in a couple minutes. Good 9 o'clock hour coming up. Mike Gelfand will be in studio. Score North Judd Zolgadaby. We'll be talking a little uh, Twins baseball. I can promise you that because they won again yesterday. That was a game they had to win, and they did win it. Brad Blanks in the 9 o'clock hour. We're loaded. Gelfand, Judd Zolgad, Brad Blanks. It's all up. We'll be right back. A couple of seconds. Tom Bernard. The last thing you think about after an accident is how your social media might be used against you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything or post anything online until you've talked to us. These days, it's natural to share online what's happened to you, good and bad. When you file an injury claim, insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you deserve. Your social media posts can be twisted and taken out of context. That includes words and pictures. Don't give them any fuel. 
Hey, you'll have the rest of your life to share the trip to the lake or your new job, but you'll only have one shot at winning your injury claim. If you've been in an accident, don't wait. Schedule your free case consultation now with Bradshaw and Bryant. Visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with Syntec and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec Premium Full Synthetic Motor Oil is formulated for today's engines to dissipate heat and friction and reduce wear. Get five quarts of Syntec Full Synthetic and a MicroGuard Select filter for just $33.99. Limit supplies, see store for details. Get Syntec only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From town councils to Capitol Hill, agents who are realtors are advocating for what's right. We're working to increase affordable housing supply and ensure fair housing for all. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on everything you need for spring. Like 50 to 60% off suits, blazers, and pants from his favorite designers. Buy more, save more during the great shoe sale. Get 40% off two or more pairs, 30% off one pair. And get 30 to 70% off fine jewelry during our diamond sale. Plus download the free Macy's app today for even more lowest prices of the season. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. 